0: Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Today's episode is one of the topics that I wanted to talk to you guys about for a while, and I was waiting to find an expert in this area. Today, we're going to talk about ultimate sex diet. We're all hearing about all sorts of foods and spices that we can incorporate in our diet to have a better sex life. But our guest today, she's an expert in helping you navigate the best diet that can help you to increase your libido, helps you with stamina, and all of those wonderful things that many people want. Before I tell you more about our guest, I wanted to remind you guys that make sure that you are signing up for my free masterclass. So if you are in a long-term relationship and your relationship is not as exciting as it used to be or you feel sexually disconnected with your partner and you're looking for finding ways and strategies to improve your sex life, this free masterclass can help you to find that. The title is Tired of Leftover Sex, and I have limited spots open for people to sign up last time that we did this was tons of fun many of you guys showed up and we had such a fun lively conversation as i mentioned the, the workshop the master classes are live so it's my opportunity to answer some of your questions i offer a replay so if you cannot make it to the master class live you will you can still get the replay but by just showing up live i will send you a free book that you can that can help you prepare yourself to have an effective communication with your partner around sex because as we all know sometimes the challenge is to talk about the thing that's not working for us so if you are looking for a guideline around that make sure you are signing up for the date that works for you and put that in the calendar and if you're coming on the masterclass live I'll email you the workbook afterward. As I mentioned, our guest is Christine Delosier. Christine Delosier is a licensed acupuncturist specializing in sexual health. Her book, Diet for Great Sex, Food for Male and Female Sexual Health, has been featured in Daily Mail, CBS, UK's The Sun, Mail Magazine, and many other wonderful publications. Christine studied biology and physiology at the University of Rochester, where she was in a program that trained students to become research scientists. She also holds a dual master's degree in acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, and also a master's in counseling. Always rather obsessed with diet, nutrition, and natural health, Christine's philosophy is rooted in an evidence-based understanding of physiological effect of food on body while honoring the wisdom of traditional Chinese medicine. Before I dive into the conversation with Christine, I wanted to thank our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers professional therapy that's done securely online. If you use the URL we have, you will get 10% of the first month. So use the following URL if you're interested to get 10% off and also supporting this show. You can go to betterhelp.com slash sexology podcast. Again, the URL is betterhelp.com slash sexology podcast. Here is the conversation with Christine Delosier. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited and honored to have Christine Delosier on our show. Christine, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Dr. Nas, for having me. I am very excited for this conversation. I know before I started recording, I was sharing with you how rare it is to have a licensed acupuncturist who specializes in sexual health. Tell me, how did you get to this place? Honestly, it was,
1: I kind of stumbled upon it. I, most of us acupuncturists, we treat a lot of back pain, neck pain, headaches, things like that, because uh, insurance companies cover that. And so one day a patient that I was treating for back pain asked me if I could help him to have better erections. And so I said, sure, let's give it a whirl. And so I treated him. He had really exceptional results and he was so happy when he came back in. He reported to me how much it helped improve his relationship with him and his wife and then after that, I just had numerous patients with similar results. And I thought, you know, this is something that's really difficult to treat. And it's also, you know, something that has the potential to really bring a lot of joy to people's lives and to their relationships and intimacy. So I decided to specialize in it. Just improving the quality of intimacy and relationship is, it's difficult. It can be difficult with pharmaceuticals. And, you know, in Chinese medicine, we always aim to treat the root of health, you know, not just a branch or the symptoms. And so I thought this is this is really something that that could be quite meaningful to people. And where, you know, diet got into that is just that I've always been uh, really obsessed, if you will, with food and natural health and a natural approach to Wellness. And I also trained when I was an undergrad to be a research scientist. So I'm familiar with research and I thought, you know what, I, want, I really want to see what science says about how food affects sex. You know, how does, how, does that, how does that work and what's the evidence to support it? So that's why I wrote my book, kind of to support my patients, because uh, again, we're always looking to treat the root and you really have to think about diet if you want to think about the root of sexual health.
0: Definitely. And I think it's great for people to know that it's not all purely based on alternative medicine. And that there are tons of interesting research studies on them. I think it's it has tons of value. I know in your book you talked about different diets, and kind of like and of food groups and their impact in one's sexual health. So tell us about some of those important things that we need to know when it comes to the relationship between the diet that we have and our sexual functioning.
1: Sure. So in order to understand that, we kind of have to talk about, you know, what does great sex look like physiologically in the body? You know, so when we think about great sex, we think of it as a psychological phenomenon, you know, the right partner, the right situation, the right mood. But physiologically, it's when our nerves are firing strong, rapid impulses to and from our genital. It's when our sex hormones are balanced and it's when we have abundant blood flow. So when those things are all happening, we have good sex. And food very much affects all three of these. And there's a lot of research to support this. We know food affects how well our nerves fire those signals of pleasure and arousal. And we know that it it affects the quality of our blood vessels and their ability to deliver adequate blood flow. And that affects, of course, erections. It affects clitoral engorgement pleasure all those things so the that relationship is quite clear in research
0: well uh, you brought up the gentleman the client of yours that he was struggling with erection and you were just talking about the importance of certain kind of food and their Role in circulation and also people performance, and I had many urologists on this show. And one of the things they talk about is diet. So tell us, what are some of the best foods that helps us with those functions?
1: Sure. So I'll tell you one of my favorite things. Of course, I have lots of favorites when it comes to food, you know. But one of my favorites is leafy greens. So that would include things like spinach is a real superstar, um, romaine, green leaf lettuces, kale. Um, you know, human beings were meant to eat a lot of leaves. You know, if you look at other primates, we see them eating a lot of leaves. You know, humans don't have quite the same instinct for what foods are good for us. But if we look at other primates, they choose leaves when they choose what they're going to put in their bodies. And there's a good reason for that. Leaves affect this entire trifecta of great sex. Uh, Firstly, there's lots of research to show that eating leafy greens reduces the stress hormone cortisol and improves testosterone levels. So what we all know that testosterone is important for male sexual function, but a lot of us may not realize that it's also important for female sexual function, for arousal, for for lubrication, for orgasm, for all, all aspects of sexual health. So leafy greens improve testosterone for all of us. Secondly, leafy greens are loaded with antioxidants that strengthen and speed nerve conduction. So what that means is that all of those signals of pleasure and arousal to and from the genitals are better. And that means better orgasms. That means better lubrication. That means um, you know, overall better sexual function. And of course, leafy greens are superstars when it comes to vascular health. And blood flow, they have an immediate effect on how much blood goes to the genitals because they have naturally occurring nitrates, which immediately dilate blood vessels. So in one study, for example, uh, subject ate one single serving of spinach, and then they measured salivary nitric oxide, which is what dilates blood vessels. And those levels were eight times those of baseline with one single serving of spinach. So that's an immediate benefit. And then, of course, leafy greens give you a long term benefit to vascular health as well. You know, so they have um, abundant potassium. They have phytonutrients, which basically improve the elasticity of blood vessels and allow more blood flow. Uh, they have antioxidants, which repair and or which which uh, protect those blood vessel walls from damage and accumulation. And they promote the removal of um, calcifications um, on those blood vessels as well.
0: Well, what an interesting study. And you know, I was thinking about the, kind of like this kind of more important research that I we all hear that about the kind of like an anti-inflammatory diet that I'm sure you know better than me about that. And I know when I was a post were talking about how like using certain food is really helpful for treatment of kind of depression that's resistant to treatment. So it's just very fascinating. But the question I always had in my mind is how much is enough? Like how do we know we are in the right track with these recommendations? What, what are some of your suggestions around that? So how
1: do we know we're on the right track? There are, you know, some immediate benefits to eating healthy. You know, you can see some benefits in a single day of eating healthy, even in a single meal. Um, I mean, they're going to be more subtle. They're going to be better the longer you, you do those. But something like vitamin C. Vitamin C has been shown in research, lots of research, that uh, to rapidly improve mood. And when we talk about mood, um, we're talking about that whole pleasure pathway. And when we have, you know, things that are interfering with that pleasure pathway, you know, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know, hormonal balance, that can interfere with, you know, mood and our desire to have sex, but it can also interfere with orgasm, arousal, and, and that whole process. So, something like vitamin C, you will get a very short term benefit and you'll see the results quite quickly. Things like leafy greens, too, they've done research that has shown the immediate benefit of it, you know, potassium. Polyphenols, all of those were shown to have within even the two-hour window post-eating, they actually had a measurable effect on arterial function. Again, it's not going to be like a Viagra pill; it's going to be more subtle. But if we want to look at the big picture in long-term health, in long-term sexual health, it's it's, you know quite significant. And I think how do you know if you're on the right track? Is you know you feel better? You'll feel better you will have better sex in the short term as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to...
0: No, no. I think that was very important. And compared to Viagra, like you're taking this pill, it works once like per use. And then afterward, you don't see a change long term. But the beauty of changing your lifestyle is that you're going to function better if you continue with this. So I think That's amazing. So with like leafy green, one example would be spinach. I would imagine the other popular example is kale. (laughs) What What other thing would fall within that category?
1: within the category of the nitrates, the high nitrates. Um, things like celery, beet, all of the things that athletes use for performance fall into that category because they're all nitrate rich. You know, we're not talking about the nitrates in salami and and, you know that sort of thing. We're talking (laughs) about (laughs) (laughs) naturally So like beet there are so many pre-workouts that have beets or beet juice powder in them things like that because they do a few things they have this nitri- naturally occurring nitrates which will dilate blood vessels and improve blood flow to our you know to our muscles and and to the penis and and clitoris and vagina but then they also uh improve the way our body utilizes oxygen for you know for stamina and for uh just endurance
0: well, uh, you know, I, we hear about lifestyle changes and its importance on all aspects of life, but I read your book and you're talking about sex and I'm, if someone like me, they're super motivated now. <laughs> so what is <laughs> the ultimate sex diet entail? so the ultimate
1: sex diet entails basically two classes two, two recommendations including foods that speed nerve conduction improve blood flow and balance hormones and avoiding foods which sabotage hormone balance which which damage nerves which compromise blood flow so Really fatty, greasy foods uh, have been shown in research to promote plaque accumulation, even to reduce testosterone in the short term. So if you're thinking of a great date night sex menu, you want to keep off the table really fatty foods and sugary foods because they'll tank your testosterone right away and that'll have an immediate effect on, you know, on performance. But you want to include things like your antioxidants are a huge one. That's going to be huge for flow signals of pleasure, for orgasm, for blood flow, it kind of affects even for your hormonal balance. Antioxidants were shown in research to affect sex hormones. So those are important. And then, you know, things like your high sugar diet, you know, we we in our modern society, we eat a lot of processed sugar. We eat a lot of really salty, fatty foods. Salt, over the long haul, is going to damage blood vessels and compromise blood flow. But even in the short term, it does. So within 30 minutes of eating high salt meal, your blood vessels are measurably stiffer. Uh, You know, so for example, human beings used to take in about 10 times as much potassium in our diet as sodium. Now, it's just the opposite. We've taken about 10 times as much sodium as Mm -hmm. potassium. And so what that looks like, what that means is that in order to deal with all of that extra sodium, our kidneys have to flush out the potassium with it. And we don't get enough in our diets to begin with. What that translates to is it wreaks havoc on our blood vessels. So improving potassium is another key, uh, you know, to having great sex. And and there aren't a lot of foods that have a lot of potassium in them. We, they all have a little bit, but things like yams with the skins on them, things like oranges and bananas and leafy greens again have a good amount of potassium. But you know that eating that high sugar processed diet, what it does is it promotes insulin resistance and leptin resistance, which in turn interferes with nitric oxide. It's your it interferes with testosterone. And it interferes, so it basically disrupts our sex hormones in overall, which is going to lead to sex that is not optimal for sure.
0: Excellent. Is there a difference between the optimal kind of ultimate sex diet for women and men? I know but based on age, of course, that's different. But is there a significant difference that, that you think it's important to consider?
1: Honestly, no. We we both need, you know, male and female both need great blood flow for great sex. You know, women, females, biological females can have sex even without good blood flow, where males can't. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be good sex and it's May not lead to orgasm. It may not lead to you know those strong pleasure signals. So no, there's there's really no difference at all in in a great sex diet for male and female.
0: You know, I was reading some research for one of my clients, she is uh, menopausal, and she was telling me about this interesting study on impact of like uh, eating soy during like menopause years. And she said that really helped her with managing her symptoms. So it's interesting that we kind of like, as you mentioned, we're changing our diet, we can change some of those kind of like side effects we're having, symptoms that we're having. Which, which is important to consider. There are some myths when it comes, to, I guess myth, or I want to know if it's a myth when it comes to diet and sex. For example, we see like shellfish, like as, a, as a advertised as a, a libido enhancers, like oysters, things of that nature. Is that is there truth to that?
1: Well, I can tell you one thing. Zinc is something that most Americans don't get enough of. And zinc is crucial for sexual function, for quality of sperm, for hormonal balance, for, like you name it, zinc is really important for you and we don't get enough of it. One oyster has an astronomical amount of zinc in it, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is the reason that some of those things have the reputation as being aphrodisiac. Um, there's a little bit of research to show that oysters are an effective aph- aphrodisiac. I, I only came across like two or three studies um, you know, showing that, that, that had positive results. And I didn't come across any that had negative results, but I would say it's probably because of the zinc content.
0: That is fascinating. And you know, one thing that uh, I also read that was interesting was the impact of saffron on libido, the Middle Eastern, and we eat a lot of saffrons and, and rice and stuff, but I was shocking to read that. Is Did you read that? Are there other spices that we can add to our sex life to spice it up? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I have a whole chapter in the book on aphrodisiacs, culinary aphrodisiacs and herbal aphrodisiacs, and I tried to just include the ones that actually had some research. But again, that it's pretty it's pretty sparse the research. It's not a it's not a whole lot, but a lot of you can really have fun with that. Uh, saffron was one of the most well-studied culinary aphrodisiacs, and there is there are several numerous I should say studies on showing that with human and um, animal populations that. Um, taking saffron seph- does lead to more sex better sex you know better sexual health but things like cloves were shown they were one of the few culinary aphrodisiacs that actually had an immediate effect at least the research showed that within a couple hours of eating it participants had better sex and so that was one of the ones that I that I like well when I'm I have this date night sex menu in my book and one of the things that I that I have on one of the menus is a roasted acorn squash with cloves. You can throw some saffron on there. You can throw some nutmeg. Nutmeg and and cloves have some research to support them being an effective aphrodisiac. And then the squash is abundant in potassium, which also had immediate benefit to blood flow. So so yeah, you can really have fun with those. There's actually the whole book, there's a the whole chapter on it. So there's lots of, uh, lots of culinary aphrodisiacs that actually have a little bit, and you can kind of explore that. But, you know, dill, one of the more known ones is chocolate and vanilla. They didn't have any research to support it. And believe me, lots lot of people have tried to show that chocolate had an aphrodisiac effect because of it, you know, having such a reputation for it, you know, dating way back to as early as montezuma you know using chocolate with his 50 wives to please them all and drinking supposedly 50 cups of chocolate a day Uh, but there wasn't any research to support it there are some other kind of you know ways that chocolate can maybe relax inhibitions and that sort of thing but you know not not effortes yeah
0: who knew that saffron is stronger than chocolate I have a fridge full of saffron so in my culture it's customary when people are traveling they gift it to you and you know they're expensive and I'm horrible at (laughs) cooking and I it tastes funny if you don't cook it right so now I'm to look into my inventory and use it
1: yeah absolutely and it tastes so wonderful too
0: I guess like you're a good cook
1: (laughs) I, I I some sometimes I am I try to be I have so many disasters in my efforts to just for every you know success for sure
0: you know like the, one of my colleagues she has a book and she's playful with it and it's kind of like menus and sex nights and uh, sex date, date nights and things of that nature and I tried exploring them and the only one that came out good it was at cocktail menus <laughs> disaster. But like for our listeners that they're listening, if they want to change one, one habit that helps them to improve their sex life, what would be that one habit that you recommend?
1: I would say if you want to get a lot of benefit with a small change to your routine, start with lunch. Try to every day when you go to work, just during the work week, have a big leafy green salad along with either a baked yam with the skin on it, because about 40% of the potassium and minerals is in the skin, or a baked potato, same, or a squash, because that's a very filling, satisfying meal. You've got loads of antioxidants in that meal. It's got a really nice mineral profile. It's got the potassium that's going to be really great for sex. And it's got those leafy greens, which offer so much benefit to all aspects of, of sex. You know, throw in some cauliflower and you you can have the anti-inflammatory benefits of that as well. But in that one meal, you're going to get a powerhouse of nutrition that's wonderful for sex.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What would you put for a dressing? Because I think that's where people get dural, <laughs> the dressing. Yes. And- Neutral, at least, dressing that you recommend.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually have two recipes for dressing because I think salad's is so wonderful. I have two recipes for dressing in there. One of them is an oil-free vinaigrette. And you can, what I like to use is dill, which coincidentally is aphrodisiac. Um, I like to chop up a huge handful of dill, chop up a bunch of onions, squeeze some fresh lemon juice in there, a little bit of salt, because remember, you don't want to have too much salt, and then a lot of pepper and just toss the salad with that you can use whatever herb you like though some people like fresh basil or maybe like a mixed rosemary whatever herb you like works quite well but it has a lot of flavor. It tastes really good. And it doesn't really require you to add a lot of fat to it. And then I also have a ranch that's like a nut based ranch in there as well. It's not based in like fresh herbs, like parsley and things like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I think it's such a great suggestion, because that's something that manageable, at least, especially with the addition of yam and potato. So that's something that people can experiment with. And that's hopefully something that they consider. Well, I know you have your book that's wonderful that I have a copy I loved it and has lots of good scientific information but also in a way that's accessible for people that they are interested in kind of gathering the information. So tell us what what's the title of the book and where can people get a hold of it? Sure.
1: It's called Diet for Great sex, Food for Male and Female Sexual Health, and they can get it on Amazon.
0: Awesome. What also, where can people get a hold of you? I am on Instagram
1: at Diet for Great sex. You can go to my website, diet for or I'm also on TikTok. I have some recipe videos on TikTok at Diet for
0: Great Sex as well. Oh nice. I have to follow you on TikTok. I'm not active on TikTok, but I love like getting quick tips. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely we'll leave a link in the show notes to those information. Thank you so much Christine for coming on the show and being so generous with sharing your information.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's
0: been a pleasure. Likewise. I hope you found our conversation useful. I appreciated all the information Christine gave us about how we can improve our sex life. I think for this month I might do the salad challenge that she talked about for lunch and I'm obsessed with yam, so that can be perfect. It's quick to eat, to make and quick to eat. So that sounded like a wonderful recipe and I I got the copy of the book so I think I'm going to try and do it there lemon recipe if you end up doing this challenge make sure you are tagging us in social media which is at sexology podcast if you're on instagram this episode was brought to you by BetterHelp. If there is something that you want to improve, if there's an area of your life that you want to strengthen, if you are struggling with mental health challenges, I invite you to check out betterhelp.com slash podcast. You'll get 10% off. They have clinicians worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. And they have more than 20,000 therapists. So if you are interested, make sure you're checking out BetterHelp and check out our link below. And thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. All right, guys, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content